Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. He, he said he wasn't in a relationship. He was helping out or checking on his previous relationship because they had such a bond and da 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 da. And I believe it because remember sacrifice. As a woman, you want to make sure you're 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 exemplifying um behaviors where you're sacrificing in your relationship you're there for your boyfriend or you're there for your partner your lover whatever and i was being a fool i was being a fool hey sis welcome to the goodbye heartbreak hello purpose podcast the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing spiritual growth uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed on your life. I'm your host, Candice Baddies, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do. But I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further. You're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey sis, and thank you for joining me for another episode on today. Y'all, I have something juicy for y'all today, and I cannot wait to get into it. My sis is here to share and spill all the tea from one of her past relationships. And, you know, we don't spill tea for the sake of spilling tea. You know, I want you to be sure to soak up what she's going to tell y'all if you see yourself in this situation, sis. Mm. I want you to listen up. And also, if you fresh out of a relationship and you are thinking about relationships for the future, still, I want you to soak this up and keep it in the back of your mind to make sure you don't fit this mold, sis, for this past relationship that she was in. But before we get there, let's take care of our housekeeping. Of course, as always, if you have not subscribed to the channel, be sure to hit your subscribe button wherever you are listening. And make sure you have left your five-star written review. And speaking of, I have one to read for you today. This one is from Baby Mango Mango. Baby Mango Mango 2. And the title is Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. And it's a five-star written review. And it reads, I'm so thankful that she birthed this podcast. As women, we all walk through these different seasons of life, and I am so excited to hear more about behavioral and emotional patterns, as well as exploring identity issues. My spiritual senses has strengthened using this platform. I'm so thankful that she birthed this for all of us. Thank you for answering the call. Thank you, sis, for this heartwarming five-star written review. I appreciate you so much. And yes, I answered the call. Praise the Lord. And I hope that you continue to glean the wisdom. If I'm not mistaken, you guys, I think this is from today's guest. I didn't ask her, but I'm pretty, pretty sure, almost more than sure that this is her. So uh, let's get into that. Before we do, hold up, before we get into that, I want to make sure you guys do not forget about the gratitude journal challenge that's going on right now. 
Tomorrow will be the second episode. So we did episode one last week. If you didn't listen to it, go listen so you can do this challenge with us. Tomorrow's episode, will I will announce the winner from this past week, from week one. And the winner will win a lined journal, one of my lined journals. Okay, that's 365 pages for 365 days of the year. Okay, so make sure you... Come join us in the challenge. Listen to last week's episode to get all the rules and details about how to participate. And uh, it's free. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, sis. So come join us. All right, let's get into today's episode, y'all. Like I said, it's going to be good. It's so juicy. She gets real vulnerable, so open. And I was like, girl, I learned some new things because. My guest is Rachel Stevens, and she's my sis, y'all, a sister from another mister, another one of those, so close, such a divine appointment from God. I'm so blessed to know her and have her in my life. And so she's coming in, and while I thought I knew some things, y'all, I knew of this situation, but I didn't know all about the situation. So I was listening like, girl, say what now in this uh, conversation? And I want you to, like I said before, have your ears open, listening, not just like for, you know, tea sake, right? For tea time. But also, like I said, if you find yourself in this situation, if you were in this situation and maybe you're feeling like, oh, I want to go back to it, sis, don't do it. Don't do it. So you're going to see what I'm talking about in just a minute. And also, it may be triggering for some people who did find themselves in this situation. And, you know, if you start listening, maybe read the show notes first. And I put a little bit of the information in there. If the if the questions at the beginning of the show notes are too, too triggering for you, then maybe don't listen to the episode. But um, I think it is really good, really insightful is going to be entertaining to listen to, but it's also going to shed some wisdom for your life. All right. So, and we had to break this up into two. So you only get in part one today because it was such a long conversation, but it was so good that I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to take anything away from it. I didn't want to shorten it. So we're going to do it in two episodes. So a little bit about my sis, Rachel. Okay. She is definitely a daughter of the King y'all. She is living for Jesus and let her tell it. She is an asset of the kingdom. Okay. She's an asset to this kingdom. So I love her so much. She has blessed my life so much as I have stated before. And she's a wife. She's a mother, a new mother. And y'all, uh, she has quite the journey she has had. And we're going to talk about just a small aspect of her journey today but she has so much that she has had to go through to get where she is today. So I'm so proud of her. So like I said, she's a wife to a wonderful man. Shout out to Davis and mother to the new, new baby. I mean, new, new. I'm, he's probably like a month old now. And uh, so shout out to John Elijah with his cute self. And I'm just really excited. And I'm gonna let her tell y'all all about herself because she's gonna introduce herself in the episode. So I'm gonna let her do that. All right. So y'all, let's get it. Hey sis, so we are back for another episode. I got my girl, Rachel. She's here. She's going to share some good stuff with us today. I'm so excited. She is my sister from another mister. Go ahead, Rachel. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. 
Hey guys, my name is Rachel Leah Stevens. Um, I'm, I am a daughter of the King. Um, I am a licensed therapist, a licensed clinical social worker, and a registered play therapist. I'm a grief counselor as well, where um, I serve people who have lost their loved ones, and I'm licensed in multiple states. So I do a lot of things. I am a wife, a mom to be, a daughter, and a uh, just an asset to God's kingdom. And I'm happy to be here today to dive into, into the deep, to talk about my experience and how the journey all started. Awesome, girl. Look, I love that you know who you are, girl. You was like, I'm an asset to the kingdom. What? Yes, yes <laughs> I, I am. Love it because like that's one thing we talk about here, knowing who you are and being confident in that. And I just love it. Um, but we know we, you know, you and I talk. We have talked a lot in our past. And like, Absolutely. let me tell y'all. So Rachel, Rachel and I have a, I believe, a God-ordained connection, right? So uh, we met just like a couple of years ago, but it's like we have in the spirit, it feels like we've always been connected. And we have added and blessed each other's lives in this short time that we've known each other. And um, it's just been, it's been a, a, a bit of a ride. And so like, I know things about her, but I may not know like all the specifics of all the stories. So um, she's going to share some stuff with us today and I'm probably going to learn something new too. <laughs> so Rachel, kind of tell us like, and you, you're married now and Yes. You know, I'm I'm in, but I'm outside looking in still. And so I think y'all have, uh, you know, no marriage is perfect, but I think y'all have like a phenomenal marriage, you and your husband. Thank and you. so, but before that, you know, we all, before we got married, had some, some, some <laughs> things going on in the past. So kind of tell us like about the relationships. You kind of had some toxic relationships. Kind of talk about that. Well, honey, let's take a journey, okay? Because let's go. I am married. Um, I've been married since um, 2018. However, um, I had previous relationships before Davis, and woo, you know, sometimes I would lie to myself and say, "God, you sent this man to me, and I'm going to pray fast and kneel before the Lord, build altars." And God is saying, "Girl, I didn't ordain that mess. I didn't ordain that mess." So <laughs> it's a journey. So I'm going to talk about one in particular. Um, okay. Um, and this was the one where I was off to school. I was going to college, and um, I met this guy. And in meeting this guy, I was young. He was an upperclassman and I was lost, young, 18, into this new world, new perspective, trying different things, ended a relationship and he sought me out. And at first his intentions were, you know, to do whatever he wanted to do, but I had some boundaries inside my little toolbox. Right. And mm -hmm. eventually we um, ended up together and there were some things I discovered along the way. And um, not only did I lose myself, I had adopted new roles. I became a loan officer, meaning that I was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? 
I was giving him money, but I was like, we're establishing, we're going to build for the family. These are the things that he would tell me, right? You know, let's Ooh. keep a separate account because I, you know, I had an account with my mom. Okay, I'm I'm grown. Yeah, I am grown, right? So You're grown, child. Girl, I'm pre-grown, right? So I established a, a separate account in another state while I was working on the weekends. And funny thing is <clears throat> the plan was we will save and put it into this account. But I was the only one funding money in this account. But I realized hmm. the pay period, I didn't have no money, right? So I'm working hard just trying to re-up, re-up. But he always needed something. And then eventually, you know, he left and he moved back to where he's from, um, up north. And... <laughs> I was just still funneling money. Every week it was something. He needed something, so I had to provide it. And one of the tactics that he used was, you know, in this relationship, you got to make sacrifices and da-da-da-da-da. And it was just a lot of psychological warfare that I was experiencing, psychological abuse, financial abuse. And I didn't discover these things until I got deep into my social work program. My mom, she was a prayer warrior. She's no longer here, but she always established other people in my life to speak directly to me because I didn't want to hear what she had to say, right? I wasn't listening to the word anymore. I wasn't even worshiping. I replaced Shekinah Glory with Rick Ross. Like I, I was gone, right? <laughs> no Rick Ross, but I was... <laughs> It was no more Shekinah Glory. It was Rick Ross. It was Little Wayne. It was all the things that he liked, right? And she said, mm-hmm. so she said, you know, Rachel, you used to have the word in your car. And I felt like she stabbed me in the spirit. I was like, oh, you, you, mm, right? And so <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> she was so persistent where after work, my mom would drive two hours sometimes just to see me on campus, right? And she will pull up in her car and have the word playing. And I knew my spirit was irritated when she had the word on. And I was like, what am I fighting that I don't even want to hear the word anymore? Mind you, we grew up on the word. When we did vacations, we got to watch what we wanted to watch on Disney. But at the end, she always played the word, right? So she was throwing out seeds in my youth, and look Long how they were before. sprouting up, even though I was trying to kill the harvest of <laughs> what she was planting. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, was like, I don't even want to hear Shekinah Glory anymore. And there was this particular song, I'll Say Yes. Oh, mm, it's like my flesh crawl. I was on fire. I was like, no, I can't say yes. This is my yes. He is my yes. Right. And I made this man, man. an idol. Yeah, I made him an idol. I didn't know that at the time, but Mm -hmm. she was so strategic. She said, Rachel, you know, I was looking in the newspaper. Now, this is how she'll get me. You know, you can um, get certified in becoming a facilitator for um, women who have been abused. This would be really good because you're in the field of social work. I said, okay, I'll check it out. She said the training would be in Tupelo. Okay, I can do that. I work on the weekends and I have some time to go to this training. And I met this lady. She's the founder of um, Overcoming Abuse God's Way, Janet Knapper. And I was in this training and I was going through the list. I'm checking off about different aspects of abuse, financial abuse, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse. And I'm checking the list. 
I said, this is me. Oh. <laughs> I said, this is me. And I walked out of there. I was like, Lord, this woman has set me up. But she, what turned out as a, what, what I like to say, what we like to say together, my mom is no longer here. I said, girl, what turned out as a, as a um, training turned out to be an intervention for me. And I walked out of that training change, right? I didn't change immediately, but I was making steps to change where I wanted more respect. I started finding myself again. I started being drawn back to the word of God. And there were some disruptions in our relationship. I was still trying to make it work, but there were aspects of him where he would come visit and he was still, uh, he, he said he wasn't in a relationship. He was helping out or checking on his previous relationship because they had such a bond and da, 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 da. And I believe it because remember sacrifice as a woman, you want to make sure you're, you're, you're exemplifying, um, behaviors where you're sacrificing in your relationship. You're there for your boyfriend or you're there for your partner, your lover, whatever. And I was being a fool. I was being a fool. Ooh, 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 ooh. I was a fool. A fool. Oh. And I remember it was every other week. It was torment. I was just trying to figure out why am I not enough for him? Why is it always chaos, mm-hmm. right? And I was screaming and yelling. I was still living with my mom at the time. And, you know, she divorced, single woman, de- <laughs> devoted to God. She said, come downstairs. Do you know who you are? And I was like, oh, I'm crying. She would hear you She would hear you crying and screaming. Yeah, she, she would hear me crying her. and stuff. And she called me. She summoned, summoned me downstairs. I'm like, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I'm 19. Why are you calling me <laughs> from... From your house downstairs like this woman. And she yelled and said, do you know who you are? You are the child of the king. And da, 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 da. And I was like, I was just crying. She said, don't you ever let no one demean you or belittle you or denigrate you where you lose yourself and you're trying to explain yourself. Ooh, I had some comeback power after that uh, conversation. She said, I experienced that. Don't you lose yourself. Don't you ever lose yourself like that again. Um, But it still took time. It still was a journey. Hey, sis. Sorry for the interruption, but I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Have you recently had a breakup and the pain is too much to bear? Do you feel broken with no idea how to heal even though you want to? Do you want to get over your ex, but you can't even get him out of your head? Are you ready to stop being sick to your stomach over this breakup? Personally, I know what it's like. When my relationship failed, I tried to numb my pain. Between emotional eating, binge-watching reality TV shows, endless heartbreak songs, and then my favorite coping mechanism, moving on to another guy, none of which worked and left me feeling worse than I did before. Then I discovered the freedom from my brokenness, pain, and grief wasn't in the solutions I tried, but was in the only solution, Jesus. Imagine if you knew how to invite God into this season of your life and experience his peace, joy, and find true contentment while you heal. Come work with me and grab a heartbreak coaching session where we'll come up with your next 90-day roadmap so you can begin to find healing. I will help you partner with Jesus to find comfort and peace while finding some things that bring excitement and purpose back into your life in your newfound singlehood. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress in your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. I have a few sessions available and I invite you to sit with me and begin writing a new chapter in your story. 
Email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com to book a free discovery call and see if I would be the right coach for you. I want to leave you with this verse from Philippians 4.19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. I love you, sis. Let's get back to it. Uh, I know you're going to ask more direct questions, but... Harmony that I was just battling every day. In Talk that about that. Like, t- like what? What were your thought thoughts? Where was your mind at? Um, just mentally and emotionally. Tell us, like, what you were feeling and thinking at those times. Well, now, with who I am now, I know that my 19 year old self, 18 year old self, 20 year old. 21 wanted to be wanted. I wanted to be wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, loved. Um, struggling with not really having a father figure present in my life. Not having a relationship mm-hmm. with my father. Not knowing that I was dating virgins of my father. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lost. I was really lost. I wanted anything in this world just to be in a relationship with someone where, you know, mm-hmm. as a little girl, they groom you with the Barbie dolls and you got this Ken Barbie doll, you married and you got this family and da 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 da. And I was in mm-hmm. college and I just wanted to be wanted because, you know, I struggled with, um, the side effects of just being sexually abused as well. And so one of the things is I wanted to be wanted. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be um, seen and heard. And there was aspects in that relationship. I felt heard and seen and I would hold on tight, disregarding all of the other things that would torment me just to hold on to that. Right. But it wasn't enough. Um, I changed um, I was just in this relationship. I never did anything right. And I was trying to just prove myself. And when you find yourself trying to prove yourself to one, to someone, that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let me ask you. Okay. So a couple of things, right. Um, when you were saying like you, you really wanted these things, you want to be heard, you want to be seen. And in some aspects, you said you were heard and seen and you were just holding on so tight to that, like doing whatever you can do to, um, to, to make that happen. And so, you know, the, the, and the psychology background, you know, that I, that yeah. I talk about a little bit, it's like, he was reinforcing that behavior, mm-hmm. but would you know about like schedules of reinforcement, is that he wasn't doing? He wasn't reinforcing you all the time, which is dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. He was only reinforcing you on like this intermittent schedule, so to speak. Now, granted, he his mind ain't operating to say that, right? But he's in, he's reinforcing you on this intermittent schedule. And what we know from psychology is that that um, builds up like the intensity of your behavior. Mm-hmm. When you when you don't know when a reinforcement is going to come, it's going to make you keep performing that behavior even more because it's mm-hmm. like I might get it this time, I might get it this time. He might he might see me this time, he might approve of me this time, he might give me the accolades, he might love me this time, and so like that was that's a very very dangerous thing. And when you see somebody like being inconsistent, 
mm-hmm. in their like love for you or their attention to you, like knowing psycholo- that's that psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. That is the psychological part of it. That is the psychological abuse because they're like affecting your behavior on this. And you know, and again, you you young, you you grown as you would say, but you're not grown, okay. and you don't know, right. <laughs> you don't know what's yeah. happening. But I mean, I, I just kind of want to point that out for women out there who may be experiencing that. That you know, he sometimes he's he's uh, giving you what you want or what you need, and you could be doing the exact same thing over and over yet mm-hmm. you're getting what you want from it sometimes and then sometimes not and that is very dangerous Absolutely. and also you um i'm sorry um the thoughts you had talked about earlier about the thoughts of not being enough like would he like tell you like was he verbally um talking down to you or degrading you like talk about that a little bit well <clears throat> Let's go. Let's look in the financial realm, right? If um, I came from a background where you would assume that it was a two-parent household, initially it was, but my mom got a divorce when I was three. Um, I have four siblings, and she was a hard worker. She was an RN nurse. We stayed in this uh, beautiful home. She did it with God's help, and He was very intimidated by my my pathway on how God was blessing me, right? And he would condemn me for being blessed. He would condemn me for being a part of this family. He would condemn me and say, well, you don't understand. I was like, but I have, I've been through things too. Well, it's not like mm-hmm. what I've been through where, you know, I wanted to share with him um, a part of me about, you know, my sexual abuse. Um, you know, I've, I've heard worse or he would minimize that. Oh. Yeah. He would yeah. minimize that and say, you know, I get shot at every day and, um, you know, it's a war on these streets and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what? And the last straw for me was just that consistent behavior that he was exhibiting in our relationship. I remember our house caught on fire. And he lied and said he was in prison. Yeah, I was lost. Don't judge me. I, I, people in the prison. Yeah, yeah. I was lost. <laughs> and I, and baby, I am found. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm oh, found. Know, so <laughs> <laughs> he would say, you know, I'm going to, you know, I got to go to prison for the weekend. But he would find ways to, you know, reach out to me on. <laughs> Mention me. Yeah, you gotta go to for the weekend. Sis. Wait, wait, wait. What, do you, what that mean? What does that mean? I ain't never heard that. When I gotta go to prison, yeah. <laughs> I was a fool. I was a fool. He would say, you know, you know, I got caught up in some stuff, and I gotta go to. The, I gotta go to prison for the weekend, and he would message me. <laughs> Facebook message. Facebook messenger, right? And somebody like that right <laughs> and he was like you know I talked to the guard and she allowed me to um use my phone to email you and stuff like that I'm like okay okay sweet and so one night it was a Sunday our house I worked in Tupelo at the time and I live you know I had a home in Memphis with my mom our house caught on fire and once I got the news that our house was on fire immediately I took off I got there what a two hour trip would be like an hour and some change. Right. And I was a blue. He called me. 
I was like, hey, my house is burning down. I'm, I'm devastated. Childhood memories, everything is attached. And, you know, people got out safely. But that's a whole nother story to, to dive into how God strategically made sure everyone got out safely. Right. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got something worse. Somebody, somebody got shot at somebody going through. And I'm looking at what was a home to but me I'm your, being shattered. I was say, but I'm your, I'm your partner. I'm your love. <laughs> like, come on. I, I was like, show up. <laughs> I was like, and mind you guys, this is after the training, after that I find out that I'm being in these systems of, you know, and, and he's exhibiting these um, patterns of abuse. I'm I'm slowly changing, but I'm not quite there yet, right? It's a journey when you get out. And I'm looking, I'm like, right. what? what? And I wasn't all the way safe, y'all. So I, I had some words, right? <laughs> I was like, some words. I know, I know. Get off my <laughs> phone, okay? And I'm like, What? wait, what? And okay, going back, just little things like that, or I would buy something. Why you didn't give me nothing? So I would have to overbuy to, to satisfy Mm. him. Right. Or he was always running short out of money or a relative stole his money. And so I had to resend the money. Right. I remember I was working from, for, for census. I was at 19. I was getting paid like $17 an hour. And after I got out of the relationship, (laughs) I was making money. Do you hear me? So (laughs) I was making some money in the summer. And so this was back, what, 2009? Okay, yeah, I was making some money. I was big money back then, girl. Yes. So (laughs) around around that time, um, I'm out of the relationship now. I'm fast forwarding. And I went back to talk to my mom. I said, you know, I'm looking at my check stubs. I was like... Where did all my money go? She was like, <laughs> she inserted that said, you know, you went to such and such university, for example. Ooh, like, no, she didn't. So she'll say, you know, you went to Stevens University. Yeah, you paid all your loan. <laughs> I was like, oh, you so pretty. You so your pretty. mama threw shade, girl. Yes. Oh, oh, she did. But you know what? She was so strategic, too. Instead of just shutting him out, she would bring him closer and ask him questions Mm -hmm. about, so when are you going to go back to school? Or I hear you trying out for these different teams in different sports. Aren't you a little too old for that? So he had this fantasy (laughs) that he was going to the league, but you are past age capacity, sir. Like, I need you Mm -hmm. to take another route, another pathway, another dream. And so she would ask these questions that I didn't know how to ask him, right? I didn't even have the developmental process to even think about these things and to, you know, ask those questions. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, when is he going to school? Right. And so she was so strategic. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, when you gonna do that? <laughs> and she would ask him questions and he would fumble over his answers. And I'm like, huh, I like this light bulb. So she had to be strategic on how to handle me as I was growing up as a young mm-hmm. woman. Because Your mama was she was wise. <laughs> yes. Because there was some resistance there and she said if I Rachel, if I would have been too hard, you would have fought. You would have fought me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to step back. And girl, there were times where I would cry, cry, cry. She would let me sit in my mess and then she would come in my room and anoint me with oil, right? Not knowing mm-hmm. what she was doing. That's, that's, girl, <laughs> that's some good. That's, wait, I, I, I just want to stop right there because that's some good wisdom. And I, I'm, I'm taking notes because like, I got my own kids that I need to be, you know, I'm like, Lord, help me raise these kids. But it is a balance to know when to push and when to fall back. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like she really had that good balance to where she could push enough and keep you covered. Right. Yet fall back enough to, you know, allow you to make your mistakes, but still, you know, protect you to a certain extent. And just, you know, I know she was in prayer, um, you know, praying for God to deliver you from that situation. Prayer, fast. But <laughs> she had mm-hmm. a crew, okay? She had a <laughs> she had a village but with I, prayers. Yeah. I love it because, you know, because of your mom, she poured, she poured the foundation for you, you guys, you know, you and your siblings as, um, as children, she poured into y'all as children. And so it's like, as you grew up yeah, you know, the word says that, uh, train up a child in the way they should go. So when they get older, they shall not depart from it. And so even though you like straight a little bit, you couldn't depart completely from the foundation, which is so amazing. Um, I don't know the spirit just let me to say that, but also, okay, so your mind, we're talking about <laughs> how all this stuff happened. Just kind of tell us, I guess, how, like, what was your breaking point? What was the straw? Because obviously he just kept piling on, kept piling on. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? Well, I had... <laughs> I had multiple straws. I think what land <laughs> the camel was already broke. The back was already broke on the camel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what led me to stop trying to resurrect this candle? I mean, camel, uh, camel from you know getting back up is okay. Again, as I was telling you, I know I stumbled over my words, but hey, y'all forgive me. I want to be honest okay. and real. It, it took a lot of time and there was some distance between us that was created, divine distance that was created between us where I started to get busy, really pursuing my career in social work. Um, and in that time, I had my intimate time with God, right? I started back mm-hmm. when I was really focusing on praying for our relationship I started to realize I was starting back to go to church and there was this, um, I went to this, um, this event that my godmother invited me to. And there was this prophetess. She spoke to me. She said, um, you know, and I was like, I don't, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) No way. (laughs) You know, he's not the one. So I'm shattered, like I'm shattered into pieces. Like, what do you mean he's not the one, right? This is in my mind. Like, I've been praying and fasting. No, no, he is the one, right? And I just Mm -hmm. kept hearing those messages. I was numb to it at first, but that numbness, that shock reduction started wearing off where I was able to receive it in like small doses. Where Mm -hmm. um, um, I started to find myself again. When pursuing my career, learning about myself, spending more time with my mom, and she began to open up about some of the things that she endured as a young woman in her marriage, but she didn't, <laughs> she didn't, you know, disclose a lot of details. But understanding mm-hmm. what I want, and also watching how my godfather <laughs> behaved towards my godmother. Right, he was gentle towards her. They were partners. She had a voice as well as he had a voice. There was this balance. And I began to hang with them 
and go on different trips with them. And I would watch how they would model their behavior with one another. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very intentional about that. And what broke the straw was he came to homecoming and it was two incidents where one person, a girl that we was with, she said he touched her inappropriately on her, you know, her behind in the club. Okay. So I checked him, right? As a good girlfriend, Mm -hmm. I I checked him. He was Mm -hmm. intoxicated. He He didn't hear me. So... Why am I in the club again? I don't even like clubs. Right? I'm in this club. Yeah, dressed up, cute, right? Nice outfit. And then pay for the clothes he got on. Not fitting in. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and pay for the clothes he got on. And he up here dancing behind somebody. What? Oh, I walk wait, over wait, there wait, wait. with the mighty hand of God and I Go snatched him off. <laughs> I snatched him off. I said... <laughs> <laughs> with the mighty hand of God, okay? Jehovah Gabor went in front of me. I snatched him up so quick. I said, are you serious? You gonna disrespect me like this? And he was like, what do you mean? You know, he's intoxicated. I said, okay. So I storm out of the club and something, and I went back to the cabin that I rented and paid for that we were supposed to. <laughs> Girl, you was balling. <laughs> Um, went back to the cabin and I'm just sitting there lonely with my thoughts, with my feelings. And, um, he stumbled in there probably late that morning and he had to leave the next day. I was really excited because I just had a board meeting in Mississippi. My mom took me to. And typically I knew my behavior started changing because when he would come into town, I would rush to see him. But this particular time I was like, no, I'm going to stay back. I'm going to hang out with my mom and do my board meeting, hang out with my mom. And we would just talk. Right. And I took my time getting back to campus because it was homecoming weekend and I got a cabin. She didn't know about this cabin, y'all. Um, we were supposed to pay. <laughs> he, he didn't pay. And the disrespect, how he was, he, no, it was three times he disrespect me, right? Three mm-hmm. times, right? Um, <laughs> three times. He, now I'm, I'm remembering everything. These details, these flashbacks are coming back, y'all. So it was the one time I was, I got the campus late, coming from work, and I was leaving out of my dorm room. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. And I see him walking up. If you've ever been to my college, my HBCU, there was a big hill that you had to walk up to exit out of the gym. I'm staying on top of the hill in my honors dorm. I'm walking out and we're crossing pathways. I said, where are you going? Oh, I got to, you know, run to the car. Da, 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 da. I said, don't play with me. I don't know why I said that immediately. I said, but you better not play with me. I said, if you play with me, I'm going to show you tonight. Okay. So he went to the car. One direction. I went down the other direction. I'm getting down there immediately. I don't know how he hopped in his homeboy car. He didn't got his ex in the car with him. Going. <laughs> I look. What? Why did God reveal that to me? Why did he allow me mm-hmm. to see him and to say that? Cross pathways. We're going totally different directions. He's going up he, the hill. He was, I'm going he was closing downward. that door. I'm going <laughs> downward. 
And he had to get in the car, drive, make a loop around the entire campus. About time I get down there and I see that he's in his homeboy's car with another girl. And I called him mm. and I cut. Y'all, I cussed him flat. You cussed? Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, I got, uh, 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 you, you, you ain't got no language disability. Stop playing with me. Right. (laughs) So, so I was like, okay, he didn't come back for me. He didn't come back for me. Mm -hmm. Right. That's one. Another time, you know, the incident at the club, um, he didn't come back for me again. Right. And when he got back that night, when we, we going back to the cabin, I was so desperate because I would use sex to feel wanted. That's where I would feel more wanted. But now that I knew that was a mm-hmm. symptom from sexual abuse, right? Just going through counseling, now I'm in, you know, been through counseling. That was <clears throat> that part of being wanted to be fulfilled through sex, right? And mm-hmm. he was already intoxicated. He didn't want it. Oh. He didn't come for me twice, nor did he, he didn't want me. What are you communicating to me, God? If I don't hear this now, would I want my life to be like this long-term, right? Mm. I was in this for three years. There was another sermon I heard by TDJ. He said, you want to move up to Chicago with your ugly boyfriend and have all the ugly kids? I said, Lord, I don't want no ugly children. And when he said, he's probably just crying your eyes off. i like, no, no. <laughs> Not only that, but just those three incidents coupled with all the other things that I endured in this. I didn't even go deep in detail. That was enough. Mm-hmm. I got up yeah. and Beyonce. That was enough, girl. That was a lot. <laughs> Beyonce's song came on you, the best thing I never had. Girl, uh, oh, I had yes. to drop him <laughs> off so he can carpool to go back up north to wherever he's from. Um, I was like, you're the best thing I never had. And my homegirl in the back of the car like, okay, what is going on <laughs> you right now? I was like, was he still in the car? You bet. I was done, huh? Was he was he still in the car? Yes, he was still in the car. I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that was my anthem. Goodbye. I love Goodbye. it. I love it. And so he 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 just thought like he can continue to play this game with me. So I dropped him off and he came over. He he greeted me, you know, a goodbye kiss. And I said, well, you know, it's over. He was like, what? I said, I'm done. I'm really done with you this time. And he was like, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But he didn't know I was done. Mm-hmm. I was done. I had been in that done thing, huh? in stages, right? It wasn't a, yeah. Oof, I'm done. <laughs> I believe that when you're in a relationship and you start to experience moments of awakening with yourself, who you are, even if you still don't even have it discovered yet, there's a part of you that you have to honor your higher self and say, all right, I don't, I won't tolerate that no more. I don't give you permission to talk to me like that no more. I um, don't only want to be someone that you deal with in private. Because another thing mm-hmm. I started analyzing that relationship, every time that we were get together in public, we were always with a group. 
And he would torment me, mm-hmm. torment me and say, no one knows who you with, shorty. No one knows. People think you with so-and-so and so-and-so. I was like, I can't control what people think. You bringing the entourage around us. You have control right. for me wow. to have me in, you know, in, in public alone. But no, because he was hiding. Right. I didn't see it mm-hmm. then, but I see it now. I was like, I was being tormented for no reason. And then he would get upset mm-hmm. when other guys would say, how did he get her? Shorty, I put you on. Like, you know, this came because I put you. Girl. Wait a minute. <laughs> he would Wait just lie and say he was enrolled in school. I don't even know how they let him get past this. He was staying in the dormitory. <laughs> he wasn't enrolled. I was doing all kind of stuff to trying to make this relationship where I lost myself when I would never train in track like I did shock put. But when I, <laughs> I, <laughs> when I started to jump hurdles just to go see him in a dormitory, I knew I lost myself. Okay. I wasn't trained. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't trained. <laughs> you said, you said jump hurdles. <laughs> I'm going to be you real. physically jumping hurdles, sis? Girl, what? if it, Girl, we 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 will say that for another conversation. What I'm telling you all, y'all, <laughs> there's some things I've done that I'm not proud of, and now I'm not just blaming him. I allow those things, right? Mm-hmm. When I really start getting getting into my healing, I allowed those things to happen, and I had to forgive myself because I allowed mm-hmm. it to happen. Now there is this innocence about me where. I, honestly, I didn't know. But once I got the information and when the information was exposed, right, and I start mm-hmm. integrating it into my life, I had to make the choice to say, not anymore, not anymore, not anymore. So that was a big, a big turnaround for me. Ooh, we says. Did I not tell you? Did I not warn you that this episode was going to be good? You probably had a few key keys and laughs because I know we did, but you also probably was on the edge of your seat like, what? I cannot believe. Or maybe you said, amen, because I've been there. Trust me, I had all those moments in that conversation. And you're probably on the edge of your seat saying, I can't believe I have to wait until next week to hear the rest. So you do, sis, and I'm sorry, but make sure you tune in next week for part two of this conversation because it's going to be so good. I know you're wondering how did she get out of that mess and get to where she is now. And I can't wait to have you listen to all the things that she's going to share on next week because after the breakup, y'all, it was still a journey. And I keep trying to tell y'all it's a journey to healing. I referenced a couple of um, a couple of previous podcast episodes in there and speaking of journey the healing like I reference episode two which is the importance of emotional healing and so make sure if you haven't listened to that that you go back and listen to that we also were talking about like she talked a little bit about the music that was feeding her in that season and so go back and listen to episode 11 worshiping through heartbreak with pastor jessica and uh Go ahead and yeah, listen to those episodes if you haven't, because they kind of would coincide and support this one. But 
yeah, y'all, she like she was going through it in that relationship. And I'm just so happy about where she is now that God like set her free from all of those things. But the things that she endured is real. And so if you find yourself in that situation now, if you were in that relationship, in that type of relationship before, and you have some type of desire to go back, sis, I just really want to encourage you, do not go back to that because there's nothing good for you there and it's not going to end well. So don't go back to that. And in the future, as you go into relationships after your healing, you know, these are some warning signs, some things you need to think about. If someone's constantly degrading you, gaslighting you, taking but not giving, you they're they're constantly um, minimizing your feelings and your thoughts, then those are some red signs, some red flags, I mean, And you need to take heed to those and say, hey, maybe this isn't the relationship for me. All right. So and if you find yourself on your healing journey and you need a little help, a little guidance along the way, maybe you need a lot of help and a lot of guidance along the way. I'm here to help. Remember that I am offering heartbreak coaching sessions. Go ahead, sis, because it really is time to invest in yourself. I don't want to see you in this year going into the next year, still have no idea what you're doing for your healing journey and not really seeing progress, feeling like you can't get over your ex. Girl, nobody has time for that. Go ahead, email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com and let's do this thing, all right? So I love y'all and I will talk to y'all again really soon. Bye, sis. Hey, sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.